0: Hey, good afternoon, folks. Welcome to the special CircuitPython Day edition of Show and Tell. This afternoon, I am your host, Liz, and before we get started, I want to let everyone know we are doing a giveaway of As Seen on Show and Tell badges. Uh, Two winners are going to be randomly chosen, no purchase necessary. All you have to do is email circuitpythonday at adafruit.com with your Discord username for a chance to win. And these badges were made by community member Mark Gambler. So thank him very much for that. We're gonna kick things off with none other than Lady Ada.
1: Oh, you're muted. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> my dramatic, my dramatic musical entrance. Um hi Liz, thanks for um, hosting uh show and tell cool. on this wonderful Circuit Python day. I think it's like our fourth or fifth CircuitPython day. Um, CircuitPython is is a tr- cool project that uh, you know, we help fund and, and do a lot of stuff with here at Adafruit. Of course, we have a lot of people from the community as well and other companies that um, have boards and hardware and software in CircuitPython. Uh, we want to try to make it as easy as possible for, for people to add um, their hardware to use CircuitPython, the 300 Press libraries, the thousands of tutorials. And uh, as of today, we have released um, CircuitPython 8.0.0 Beta yeah. <laughs> 2. Right, Sorry, I don't remember the release number. Um, thanks to everyone who got that release out today. One of the big things that's coming in 8.0, um, for folks who have seen the awesome poster, is that um, we are adding more support for Espressive Chips, um, Espressive Chips, uh, also known as ESP32, um, is the common numerical indicator, uh, their company that makes, uh, you know, very low cost affordable, but really powerful Wi-Fi and Bluetooth capable chips. And for a really long time, um, you know, we only had support for the ESP32 S2 and S3 family. And the reason is, is because CircuitPython, um, Really focuses on trying to make it very easy for people to get started. You want to be able to have people drag and drop files, and to do that, you need something called native USB, which has, um, you know, when you plug in a Circuit Python board, it shows up as Circuit Pi as a disk drive, and you can drag your files and edit directly on the board, or you can have your editor upload files. And um, that was just a decision we made because we wanted to make it really easy for people. Um, but it, there is a certain group of chips out there that did not have native USB, um, but are really popular, like the original ESP32, which, Liz, I'm sure you've used and a lot of yeah. people have used. Um, you know, the ESP32 series chips has, has been like a powerhouse for many years. But as of 8.00, we now have support for this chip. Wow. And you're probably wondering, wow, I want to get started with it. Um, so maybe you can share my screen and I'll, yeah. I'll give people Um, an update. So Carter wrote this guide and I I helped out with a couple little details. Um, You know, we have a guide now getting started on ESP32 uh, with CircuitPython, the quick start. The reason we have a guide is it's a little different, um, but Mm -hmm. we think it's still as easy and we're going to make it even easier uh, to use ESP32 with CircuitPython. Um, So the first thing uh, is you can download from, we're going to update this because actually in the downloads page, you can now on circuitpython.org slash downloads, you can click ESP32. And right now, we've only got the three hardware boards that Adafruit makes, but please, mm-hmm. you know, we are going to have a lot more boards added. And I want to ask people from the community do you have a favorite ESP32 board? Um, we have a guide on how to add boards, it's really simple. And um, when, when that happens, you will be able to download uh, the bin file, the, oh, the compiled bin file. Um, and if if you if somebody out there, by the way, if you have an ESP32 board you want to add, you don't know how, open up an issue on the github.com uh, slash adafruit slash circuit python repo or go to our Discord or bugging the people here and they'll direct you on, on how to get help to add uh, new boards. Um, so once you download the, the bin file, um, you know, one of the things that we think makes it really easy to upload is using web serial. So if you're using a Chrome or Chromium browser, um, you know, it's really easy to upload a firmware through a web browser instead of having to install ESP tool. Um, having tutored many people on how to install ESP tool, it can be quite a challenge, um, you know, yeah. if you don't have the right Python or, you know, whatever, if something is misconfigured. Um, so using a web browser is great. So this isn't, you know, we're trying to, again, make it no command line, no special tools required uh, type thing to to install. Um, You know, you can upload the firmware and then once you have upload, we also have a tutorial on ESP tool, if you happen to have ESP tool. Mm -hmm. And then the really uh, amazing work that uh, Scott and Dan and other people in the community worked on is this web workflow. So as I mentioned, the ESP32 does not show up as a disk drive because it doesn't have this thing called native USB, however, it does have Wi-Fi. And so what we can do is we can tell the ESP32, you know, what's your SSID? And what's your password? And um, you know, once you do that, um, and you and you program it in, and we're going to have a tool to help you. But for now, we we recommend doing it over the REPL. Hmm. You do it once, and then you know it'll come up with an IP address. Um, and you know, you can also query it for the IP address. But it basically connects the internet, and then it hosts its own um, web browser editor uh, called circuitpython.local. and I'm I'm gonna risk doing a live demo, which is I think really scary. (laughs) I probably shouldn't be doing this, but let me see what happens. I I think you know, I should have I should have tested this. Actually, I think actually even had the wrong feather. Yeah, I didn't sorry, I didn't have the right feather. But um, (laughs) oh no, you know why? Because I'm on Ethernet and it's on Wi-Fi. I apologize. I'll I'll do another stream later where I I demo it. Um, but you can connect um over the browser built into uh the board itself, which is lives mm-hmm. at circuitpython.local, and you get both a REPL and a file browser. Um, you know, the REPL is as you expect, you know, you you can uh, type things into the REPL and it will echo, so you have control over the board, again, through a web browser, um, or you can use a serial terminal. And then um, there's also a file browser, which is I think the most powerful thing because you can then upload your library files or code.py files. And we also wanna extend this to web dev, which is a way of having this show up as a disk drive on your computer. So you can like, you know, it looks like a local file system, Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It's like, we we purposely didn't have ESP32 support even though technically we could have, we kind of forced ourselves to like, okay, let's make this really powerful, you know, workflow and get that going. make it easy for people to get started again with no command line tools without Mm -hmm. having to install any software, Um, especially for folks who have Chromebooks, um, like students who don't, you know, they can't, they're working from a library or they're working from a public computer. You don't have the ability to install minicom or Mm -hmm. putty or, you know, git or whatever. Um, How can you still do coding and development? Um, And then of course this will also be available because web-based, you can do it on on a mobile device as well. So that's, the show and tell. we were working on this for like six months or more, right. um, but it's really exciting, and I think you're going to see. You know, today we pushed the update to downloads, and we did the release. So uh, if you y'all out there have ESP32 boards, uh, please come in, try out this code. It's beta, but um, so far we've been using it, and it's worked out really great. And uh, check out this guide that uh, Carter wrote. Um, also has a walkthrough example on on how to program like a Neopixel Blinky project. Yeah all right that's what i got to show thank you i know awesome. it took a while but i no I mean, it's great it was a big release for for <laughs> this week i wanted to uh i wanted to make sure people knew, and we got many more fun people coming up so thank you liz for hosting Thanks um, this for coming video on. all right Thanks. bye i know you're really busy and
2: thank
1: no, you no it's me. like i'm just doing Thanks. hard work you know yes love it all right. later
0: thank you all right we are now going to continue to other folks from adafruit we're going to kick it off with Nate. hey how's it going
3: hello hey what's up everybody Um, Yeah, so I thought I'd show off one of our one of our projects Um, overhead. Yeah, Yeah. there's our overhead. This is the Pico Midi Fighter. Um, It's one of our most popular projects. And I'm very happy about that because it's kind of my favorite project. And what's kind of cool about it is we had some folks in the community kind of add some features to it. So one of the main things about the MIDI fighter is that we added an OLED screen with a little five-way navigation joystick. And the thing was uh, originally we had the MIDI, num- uh, the MIDI numbers showing up here. And what uh, Remy did, who's uh, on GitHub, he made it so that they show the MIDI notes. So you get a better kind of idea of what note you're doing, which is really nice. Cool. And he also added a feature where if you hold down the joystick uh, center button for three or four seconds. Let me do that again. It has the ability to change presets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can have as many presets as you can fit. And it just kind of switches uh, all the stuff in the code. And he kind of abstracted uh, the MIDI notes out of the main code and added it into its own kind of Python file, which is really cool. That's cool. Um, so it's got all the same features, but th- that's the main kind of update that I wanted to share. That's and awesome. I, guess, um, I have it tied up to a laptop here which has um, some, some software running. So I got the drums going. And I think my thing kind of broke, but it's all right. <laughs> I need my <laughs> crash symbol. Let me see if I can now
0: what's cool about this community update is when we were working on this, we said it would be cool to save. Presets, but we didn't have time, and yeah, at, with the project release, so the fact that we were able to play it out there and someone from the community added it is excellent. And looking yeah. at his code too has given me some ideas for some future projects we might do. So
3: yeah, totally. I will share the uh, the page just right quick over here. I believe that's it. Uh, so it's it's in his own repo. You can search for it. He's under Usini. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. drop a link to the Discord um but yeah yeah yeah. so here's like the uh the presets.py file and here are the different kind of sets of presets you can play with and then you can kind of call the note here or the the name of the preset so that's really fun you still have to kind of you know muck around and make sure that the order of these are correct but it's still really fun to kind of store presets that's it's really fun and then of course our learn guide is still up there um Mm -hmm. so check it out um if folks want to build their own it's uh a lot of wiring involved, but for folks that really are into it, it's a kind of a good introduction project. Um, if you haven't done any soldering before, this is kind of a good way to start. Get a whole bunch of buttons and wire, <laughs> wire them up, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, um, MIDI Fighter is kind of a classic project, too. I think when people want to do MIDI controllers, they might think of that. So if folks want like a simple MIDI code to follow, they can take a look. And also your design's great.
3: Oh, thank you well we collaborated on design it was going to be something much different so i'm glad we went this route because it's <laughs> kind of a nice thing uh I'll, i will talk about one thing about the design that i'm kind of uh let's see stop share share again window this thing okay this piece of acrylic is really cool i glued it in place and the problem there is i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't access the boot select button and mm-hmm. that's how you update uh you know the firmware Right. Uh, on your board. And uh, I kind of had to take it apart. But luckily, you know, the b- the back snap fits. I also have this closed okay. off too. Very fancy. But at the same time, it's like, can I <laughs> access the boot select button? So if I were to do this again, I would break out the boot select button, like to something over here, maybe. Because um, gotcha. I do think, you know, upgrading your cert- your your version of Circuit Python is kind of critical. And if it's hard to get into it, you're less likely to do so. And I've been sitting on this <laughs> you know for a minute so i'm glad circuit python day came out It was a good kind of excuse for me to bring this out and like kind of bring it and try out the update from remy uh so i'm glad i did that but like i said going forward i will always remember the pain of not having <laughs> access to your like, um it. so that's a tip for everybody out there designing yeah make sure you have access to your buttons that is an excellent tip if I had cool. a, a joke or something right We can we well, do this all day.
0: I'll just... <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming by. And folks can yeah, see exactly. your projects every week. And you have your own live show every week on Wednesdays 3D oh, Hangouts.
3: Oh, yeah. Let's plug, let's plug 3D Hangouts. Yes. Every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, me and Pedro do the thing. And uh, we come on show until all the time, too. So I'll drop the links in the Discord for folks if they want to build their own and want to check out the code update. Great. So I'll leave it at that.
0: Thank you so much, Nate.
4: All right. Have a good one. Bye, folks.
0: Okay, up next we're gonna go to JP. Hey, hey all JP. right, so
4: one thing I'll say, uh, I have totally done this before, Noe, and then I decide to drill a hole in the damn piece of plexiglass so I can get to the reset button. So if I don't feel like going back and redesigning and printing or lasering, I, I get out of drill. Um, I like that
2: technique.
4: Just make a pilot hole first, otherwise you can drill a <laughs> Uh So, hey, funny. MIDI controllers. Uh, if you can show my my screen yeah. I'm sharing here. Uh, my friend Jay, he's scriptnip in our chat. He's a uh, DJ and a producer and a finger drummer and all those good things. And nice. he had an idea for a, a very particular design of a MIDI controller and he asked me for some help with it. So uh, I've been just in my spare time putting putting this thing together. Uh, and kind of the key components is based on a Pico, also great great MIDI controller board using CircuitPython. Uh, nice. It's using this Pimeroni um, what do they call it? Like the RGB button board or something Oh yeah. Like that. So it's okay. similar to a, to a trellis board that we have, um, but it is kind of an all-in-one because it has a little carrier for the uh, Pico to plug into, which is kind of cool. And then you can see I've, I've soldered uh, header pins all over the place on it to the castellated pads on the sides, just so during prototyping, I could plug it into things with jumper mm-hmm. wire. Uh, and so what he had is he wants uh, a set of essentially drum drum pad MIDI controllers here. Uh, another set of mechanical keyboard switches over here. And you can see on this display right now, I'm just printing out those uh, numbers, but I like the idea you had for uh, note names on that uh, update. And then a fader. So there's a this fader here that's just sending MIDI CC that could be mapped to whatever. Uh, I've got a nice little TFT. And then also I'm gonna use some of our cool tact switches. Those aren't wired up to anything yet, um, but by putting them on a little proto board, we'll have ability to do kind of UI things like change modes, yeah. kits, save um, presets and all that kind of stuff. So just wanted to show that it's uh, it's, you know, nice thing is circuit Python. I have snippets of code for kind of all these things that I use a lot. So it's very fast to grab slider code. That's nice and filtered and non, non wobbly um, mm. and remaps it to the range I need, read some mechanical key switches, just as GPIO, uh, do the RGB things with these dot stars. So all of that is, uh, quick for me to prototype and, and a lot of fun to put together. So that's a uh, little little project I'm working on, on the side.
0: Excellent. And do you know for the enclosure, are you folks gonna do like acrylic or are you thinking 3D printing uh, It's
4: actually gonna be, this is something that Jay's working on and I think it's gonna be some uh, custom inserts for Pelican case. So uh-huh. it'll have a lid with half the electronics and the base with the other half of it. Uh, probably, I think it's, roughly like one of these i happen to have one that looks similar to the one i think he showed oh,
2: okay.
4: yeah these are kind of cool if you can do he's a great 3d designer so if you can do your design to support your thing and fit it into there then you get a nice um rugged controller you can grab that and go um and then when you get get where you're going to like a live gig plug that into your laptop and and the rest of your equipment off you go so that's that's uh, jay's idea there on, on uh, how to put that together so it should be really cool
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, JP, for coming by and showing that. Yeah, and uh, you, you also have a weekly live show, JP's Workshop, on Thursday. Yeah, come by Thursdays.
4: Usually there's CircuitPython involved and other stuff.
0: Yes. Awesome. All right. Have a good one. All right, next, um, I see Jepler from Adafruit has joined, so let's add him in. Oh, hey, hello. How I was how thinking are you?
5: you could get to me at the end, but I'm happy to talk now. I am well. How are you doing?
2: Good, good.
5: All right. Well, um, this is a project that I don't know if I've shown on uh, a show and tell before. It's with a mag tag. And uh, what I enjoyed about it, it's it's a Noah and Pedro printed stand. Um, But what I enjoyed about it is it's super low power. It's uh, showing the clock as the Romans might have um, understood it, where the daylight hours are divided into 12 parts, numbered one through 12 in Roman numerals. So it's the sixth hour of the day. It's about the middle of the day. Um, and so I was just going to bring up my desktop here and walk through the code a little bit, but I don't know if I said the battery on this, it uses the deep sleep mode. It, it is right. a big, chunky battery, but it lasts six months. So I just charge it twice a year, which is pretty awesome for, yeah. um, low power mode and circuit Python. Let me just, I was going to bring up the code. Okay. Um, let's see. I think it's that one. Can you bring my screen yeah. share
6: in? So
5: it's divided into two parts and this is adapted from some code I found on the internet to compute where the sun is in the sky based on your latitude and longitude. Oh, and wow. boy, I don't understand this code at all, but I did, you know, convert it to circuit python and it's really wild. It's like the the sine of and cosine of the sun <laughs> But at the end, it just returns. I, I think this actually turns out to be the, the minute in the in our way of reckoning time of the rising and setting of the sun within the day. And don't look at this line. This is where I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And um, it, to, to minimize the better usage, it uses the real-time clock that's built in. And okay. it sets that once per day or each time you power it on. Oh, and so it uses sleep memory to count down from 23 to zero and when it gets down to zero which is the value it has the first time you power it on then it's going to get the time from the network otherwise it's just going to assume the clock is still close enough very cool and then the rest is just picking out what is the time of the day mm. and picking out the roman numeral for it and showing it on the mag tag screen and it is like the most it is not the most useless clock, but you know, kind of as an antidote to, I have another clock that shows the hundredths of a second. Hmm. And my partner said, that's way too busy. So I'm like, <laughs> OK, here's this. It's going to update once per hour,
7: <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
5: and uh, it's going to show the time in a way you're not familiar with. Hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, it was a fun little project done with CircuitPython. And this year, I updated it to CircuitPython 8 alpha, and now I'll have to update it to beta. And there was just some tiny inconsequential change that was needed to keep it working. So I had a lot of fun with this project. And thank you, Noe and Pedro, for the 3D printed stand because it, uh, you know, it's just nice and simple and it that's works. So that's what I've wow. got for you today.
0: Excellent. I'm glad you were able to update it and didn't have to do too many changes. That's awesome.
5: Yeah, pretty um, smooth.
0: Yeah. And then uh, this afternoon, you are in the, the Python chat at 4 p.m.?
5: That's right. Yeah, Katni and Dan and I, are. we didn't get enough of each other talking to Paul this morning and Tim. So we're going to hang out again and look at some other projects that we've done over the year and just kind of chat. And we hope you'll stop by in the Discord and we'll be taking questions and so forth. So yeah, just uh, it'll be fun. Let's hang out.
0: Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. All right. Have a good one. Now we are going to go through some folks in the community. We are going to kick things off with Seth.
8: Hey everyone, so, uh, happy CircuitPython day. I uh, figured it was a good time to uh, talk about a little watch project that I'm working on. Um, if anybody's on Twitter, you know that uh, Joey Castillo, he has made sensor watch and I was like, God dang, I really need to make my own watch now. So I uh, I hadn't seen anything really done with the RP2040 yet. So I'm working on this little watch here in uh, my oversized battery for testing, but, um, basically just use a, uh, a TFT, which, you know, it's it's on now, but you can see it's ticking clock away and a little bit fast, but, um, it, you know, it, it uses the uh, the power of Python and then a, a real-time clock to try to keep time without having to worry about connecting to the internet, which is uh, actually quite an uh, interesting problem to solve because uh, unlike uh, Jepler's Roman clock, you can't pull the internet, you know, you know every hour or every 30 minutes to make sure you're synced up uh Mm -hmm. so it uh it it creates quite a an interesting problem to solve and uh so i actually had just got the new pcbs for the next version uh that's coming out today that i wanted to add ability for people to um to be able to extend it with things to be able to do connectivity so like there's a little flex pcb that goes with it that has a little um nrf um, bluetooth chip on there something that's far too small to run circuit Python itself but you know it, it it can connect and accept at commands, so you can connect it to your phone to you know, to collect um the time that way and you know and the goal is to make something that's like is really easy to to use really easy to set up um, it uses a bright display um, tft displays don't use or sorry, are, are not the best uh, for power wise, but there's mm. some tricks you can use. Like uh, some people in the community, I think uh, C Grover had was working on the um, where you could dim, and yeah. got some yeah. ideas from him for uh, using pulse width modulation on that to uh, to to change the brightness of the display and everything, and uh, and just some other uh, quick things. Um, so like Scott had shown off like a year ago. Um, an FPGA that he that there's a, a, a library for uh programming or using FPGAs with CircuitPython. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, well, I you know that seems like a cool idea. So I made this little feather that has like a really oh, cool, nice little low power FPGA that um that can you know work with a uh, another feather that has CircuitPython running on it. And you can set up this one as a uh like a spy or a um or just really any kind of peripheral um, to communicate with it and maybe do some, like, uh, things that you might not necessarily be able to do quickly on a, on a microcontroller. So, like, maybe some math or, uh, like, DSP math and, and whatnot. So just a lot of uh, cool little projects that I've got going on to try to utilize CircuitPython. Um, I've got a little NRF feather here that will that might, you know, work well um cool. within the ecosystem so lots going on and uh i wish i would have had them sooner because i or had the
0: board sooner because i could have had some assembled and some better demos but overall uh, well it's great to see works in progress and then every week we have the regular show until at seven thirty um yeah. p.m so you can come by and show us how it's going
8: yeah definitely
0: yeah um do you have uh are any of these on github or there do you have like a blog that folks can see the progress that you're doing on these
8: uh, I'm, I mostly just post all the progress to Twitter uh, right now. Uh, so, you know, if, uh, you know, I try to keep it pretty updated. Uh, sometimes I forget, of course, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's always some sort of update about what I'm doing on there. So that's uh, um, my old business account was just like Oak Dev Tech. So, Tech. yeah. Excellent. Excellent.
2: All
8: right, well, cool. Happy Circuit Python Day.
0: Happy CircuitPython Day. Thanks so much, Seth, for showing us what you're working on. Definitely. Next, we are going to go to Guy DuPont. Hey, Guy.
9: Hello. Good, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I actually had trouble deciding what I wanted to, to show today because I, I feel like this year I've been able to crank out a number of CircuitPython projects, which may sound like me trying to pat myself on the back, but really uh, what I, what I want to say is thank you to, to all of the folks developing this uh, extremely thoughtful uh, and powerful tool uh, that allows me to just kind of be creative and, and crack stuff out quickly. So with that, I, I do want to show, show off some stuff. Um, so Liz, I think you're already familiar with this project, but uh, so those of us born within a certain window of time uh, got to experience these things called hit clips.
0: Love those. Um,
9: <laughs> yeah, so these were kind of in the pre-MP3 player days Uh, like right before mp3 players were in everyone's hands Um, these were targeted towards kids uh they were sold like for like four dollars and they have 30 seconds to maybe a minute of like pop songs yeah um and they sound terrible um but you know you and your friends could all get different players and you could trade them and you know it was a it was a great time we didn't know the difference because we were Four years old, or like ten years old. Um, so uh, I, so I found an article that was written in like 2013 by someone named Michael Chupo who had kind of figured out the pinout of of the clips themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to myself, "Well, why, why hasn't anyone made these?" So um, I went on an adventure, and and now the proud owner of some uh, very special clips. Um, so this is the second revision. Which okay. is r- running Circuit Python. So I did a first revision. Uh, I did a YouTube video about those, uh, mm. and they were, you know, they were a pain in the butt. You can maybe see. Um,
0: very small. It's
9: like it's very small, and it's it's actually two PCBs. Come on. Oh two Two PCBs sandwiched with parts in between, which is kind of Oh, kooky. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, a nightmare to assemble, uh, and once you assemble it, you can't reprogram it. So. Okay. This wasn't working, so I, I went for redesign, and now I have a uh, RP2040-based
0: oh.
9: cartridge, yep. um, and you can see it's actually it's still two boards, but this is just mm-hmm. like an extender. Um, so this is running CircuitPython, and uh, it works with all the original HitClicks players. The audio is done with the um, RP2040's PIO, so it's CircuitPython, oh, and then great. a... Pio routine to to kind of crank out the actual audio, um, and I'll do a little demo. I put my favorite uh, Adafruit bangers. Nice. On this one, let's, let's see if you can. If you don't know this
4: one. Sorry, sorry, sorry
9: Todd. <laughs> anyway sorry for uh sorry for downloading your youtube videos without permission but you know uh thank you thank you again for, for all you do. um yeah so that suggested it uh i can show off really quick too i have a the programmer board for it so okay. it has little castellated edges and then i'm using uh little flexi pins oh okay to keep it in this board I'm just, uh, this camera's not doing its job today um, and yeah, you just plug it into a USB and you can just drag your songs out there uh, and pop it back in case and you're good to go. I have a little tester board here that um, the tests are also, it's like kind of meta, I have another CircuitPython board that drives the tests and kind of coordinates with a, a script
0: oh, great. on a com-
9: computer. Um, so yeah, it's a CircuitPython all the way down. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing I want to show. Uh, I I have. I'm starting my Halloween costume a little early. Oh, excellent. Um, this is my new friend. Oh. And um, he should be following my gaze. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is a this is a reference to an excellent new movie that came out that I don't want to spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it because it's like kind of a I would call it an important moment. Okay. Um But. If you want to see where this is going, um, I'll I'll, I'll be doing more on my uh, Twitter with this. Hopefully, I, I'm gonna figure away slightly more of a spoiler. I'm gonna figure away later this afternoon how to mount this fella to my head. But yeah, he's uh,
0: okay. I I'm picking up what you're pinned down.
9: Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Circuit Python um, Bluetooth inside him, and that's how we're doing the gaze tracking.
0: Very cool. That's so awesome. And the hit clips are great because they remind me of almost like little mini digital cassette tapes. Um, yeah. Very of that.
9: There's something magic. There's something magic about it, even the even the old ones. And I, I won't play it because I don't want copyright strike up for Adafruit. Right. But um, the, there's something magic about the, just having this little, this little thing, you know? Yeah.
0: Very cool. And um, so folks can see your stuff on Twitter. And then you also have YouTube channel.
9: YouTube channel is just my name, which is right there. Twitter is, uh, I I need a better username. Uh, I'll post it in the Discord chat, but my Twitter is like my name with Vs instead of you. So it's like, goodbye to um, Vupont, if that makes any sense. But yeah,
0: Awesome, well, thank you so much for coming by and for sharing your circuit Python projects.
7: Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Adafruit.
0: Cool, have a good one. Okay, next we are going to go to Glenn. Hey, Glenn, how are you? Hi.
6: I'm doing fine. Yeah. Uh, what I have to show is, uh, well, I'm not a hardware guy. I'm a software guy. So I really appreciate Adafruit's products that I don't have to do too much hardware worth. And this is yeah. a, a Pi gamer, And in plugged into it is a MIDI Featherwing. And I'm doing a lot of MIDI projects. You'll see if you look at my GitHub, which I'll post. Um, that i i'm really liking playing with circuit python and, and midi um and so what this project does is it um is designed to control a, a whole bunch of synthesizers you might have hooked up to a, a larger midi uh, system and you just plug in your midi cable mm. right into the feather wing Uh, Well, I'm not going to plug it in, but anyway, and then what this does is it has a whole directory of MIDI snippets, uh, which could be sysx files, or it could be program changes, or it could be any MIDI commands that you want, and they're stored under all these uh, these little names in a menu, and you just toggle around to choose what you want to send, and press a button, and bam, it sends it right out. Hmm. So You can configure your whole MIDI system by these stored snippets. Very cool. Um, yeah, I don't think I have much else to share my, um, uh, it has a website uh, to look at and uh, and GitHub, everything's on GitHub.
0: Excellent. Great. Um, so just because I'm also very into Midian since, um, what synthesizers are you using? Just out of curiosity with the...
6: Uh, I have Yamaha and Roland synthesizers. Very cool. And it's just if you're on a gig and you want to reconfigure your whole setup to play the next song, yeah, you just press a button on this, and bam, it sends out all the MIDI commands you need for that song. That's and great. And then the next song comes along, you just move your menu down to the next one, hit a button, and bam, your whole system's reconfigured. Nice. Uh, and also, there's a uh, a uh, Python desktop program for managing all the data in these things. Everything's stored on the SD card in files, and you just uh, I have this little editor that allows you to edit MIDI commands and make a snippet.
0: Oh, that's great. Definitely very handy. I would definitely be interested in seeing that. So please uh, drop a link in the uh, Discord so folks can check it out. We'll do. Awesome. Thanks so much, Glenn. Sure. Okay. Have a good one. Next, we are going to go to Sophie.
2: Hello. Hey, Sophie. How are Happy Circuit Python Day. Hello. Good. How are you? Um. So. I am sharing this giant prop that I've been making for um, this costume that I'm about to wear to um, our local comic convention here in Seattle, Emerald City Comic Con. Um, So it's a costume from the old 1980s Red Sonja movie. The villain of the piece is this evil queen. And she's kind of a sorceress, and she is using this big green glowing orb covered in, covered in gold vines and spikes as her, like, weapon. Very I can't cool. really explain how it works, but apparently it blows things up and vaporizes people. I want um, I'm just making mine light up, though. Yeah. Um, and so I've actually got it, like, kind of propped up on its side right now because I want to show you how um, I'm going to light it up. Uh, which is, um, so this bottom little bottom zone here that looks kind of like a upside down flying saucer is this 3D printed part that um, goes into the center of the orb, which was a green, it was a clear plastic acrylic globe that is for like lighting, Um, Mm. it's from a lighting store so I tinted get green and I shoved some green cellophane in there. And then I have this 3D printed centerpiece, um, okay. which actually, if I can share my screen, I can course, show yeah. you, um, let's see, I want to show you the inside. I have this little orbit okay. that I did of my 3D um, model. So that... You know, the globe is that clear part and all the parts that you can see in gray are 3D printed. So I've got this, the cap on the bottom and then that sort of orb floating in the center on that cone. And that sphere in the center is covered in strips of neopixels. Naturally, whenever I want to light something up, I go straight to neopixels. Gotta do it. And then uh, I'll just quickly show you the bottom. Um, I've got this sort of, uh, access to oh. Noe's point exactly. I really wanted to make sure I could access all the electronics, so I just mm-hmm. made this little um, plug that I can screw in and out to get to the inside of that cone. And I'm running all of my wires and electronics, and the battery is in there too. So, um, so that's what's going on on the inside. It's all like closed up now, so you can't mm-hmm. see it. But I wanted to let you know what was going on in there. Um, okay. And I've got an a, a cutie pie. RP2040 running in there and I have this sort of shuttle, laser cut shuttle for my battery, which is a USB battery pack Mm -hmm. and I just slap this in my little shuttle and I've got Velcro tabs kind of holding it together like that. Cool. And then um, my plugs are on the back and I plug it in here live demo i'm so scared and then i have a switch on the bottom too okay see and it turns on and then this just slides in it just slides in there we go (laughs) and then i screw this on
0: i love when 3d prints have um the, I don't know what the term is called, but when you can like screw on the top like that, I just think that's so cool.
2: Yeah. And I promise it really does screw in. I, I just I, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of wires in there, but basically it goes in. There we go. Yay. And now I can flip it over and carry it around the con. Excellent. And I've got um, some animation options. Right now it's doing mm-hmm. a very subtle kind of a, a pulse, which you can probably see better. Ominous. Can, yeah. Yeah. Right? And um, you can kind of see the LEDs in there. But, yeah, it's really, you know, hand-wavy what is going on in this prop in the movie, um, especially because the movie's from the 80s. So, like, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the color's all blown out. You can't really tell what's going on in there. So I sort of, like, get to make it up. But, yeah, I'm going to carry this super unwieldy um, and difficult-to-hold prop just around the con for 10 hours, you know, it'll be fine. That's excellent. And
0: you said animations, um, are they using the LED animations library? Um,
2: yes, well, one of them is, is. I'm, I've got um, using the sparkle pattern from the LED animations library, Classic. which I, I kind of been calling it a crackle um, mm-hmm. because it's sort of, I don't know, crackle sounds more like evil and ominous in here. Um, but yeah, it's the sparkle one. And then for the glow, um, it's just code that I wrote, which is just moving the G value and the RBG values. Okay. It's just moving the R, the G value up and down and then tuning it by just um, kind of capping off that window of what it's like pulsing between so it doesn't okay. go all the way off. Um, it's just kind of wavering along the, the upper limits. Yeah. Cool. Wavering. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And you post your work a lot on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, is there any place else folks can check out your projects? Or
2: um, So I haven't updated it in a while, but it's on my to-do list. I want all of that stuff to end up on sophiewong.com, my okay. website, so that it'll be a little more organized. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, uh, Twitter and Instagram are the ones that I kind of keep mostly updated. And then one day I might do another YouTube video. We'll see.
0: Okay. And then you're also going to be at Silicon in two weeks as well.
2: Yes. So this weekend is Emerald City Comic Con. And then next weekend I will be at Silicon, which is down in San Jose. And it's um, next Saturday and Sunday. I will have a booth too. So I'm bringing a whole bunch of stuff. I don't think I can travel with this. I'm just not sure how I would I'd love to see you try. I know. I would love to like, <laughs> carry this on the plane and be like, does this fit in the this overhead? This is my game? extra personal. <laughs> it's, and you know, I promise not to vaporize anyone. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna try to bring my Gadren costume. So oh. um, I'll have that, I'll have my headsets and some of my 3D printed on fabric pieces and stuff like that. So i have lots of stuff to for people to check out.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for coming by on the CircuitPython day, Sophie, and can't wait to see what you continue to work on next.
2: Thanks, thanks for having me. Good to see you. Have a good one.
0: So next we are going to go to Deshipu. Hi, how are
2: you? Hello.
10: So I have a couple of uh, projects ongoing right now. I, want, I, I hope I can show most of them, but Sweet. we'll see. So there are those uh, nice round displays, probably from some smartwatches. I made a, a nice shield for it Fair, and fair I fair. thought, wouldn't it be great if it would be actually an eye for a robot? Ooh. So I put it on my robot. Ha! As it
0: has a hat.
10: Yeah. And uh, that's actually looking quite nice. But uh, after a while, it gets boring because it's only looking around and blinking. So fair. I also made that. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, this is the same kind of robot. I also oh. made it walk. So once you have it walking around, uh, you kind of get the urge to control it mm-hmm. because right now it's only walking straight. Uh, so that's not, still not very uh, fun. So I thought, okay, I'm using an S2 uh, Mini uh, board on this. So okay. it has Wi-Fi. Why don't I put another S2 mini board on uh, like a straight Now I broke everything. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, so I I put it on the back of of a kind of a controller where I put Mm. buttons on a screen. And. uh, the plan is to have the program to control the robot on this. Okay. But right now I'm sidetracked a little bit <laughs> making adventure game in circuit Python Very about cool. uh, the Adafruit factory. Hmm. So this is a work in progress thing. I, I was hoping to get it done by uh, circuit Python day. But uh, I did it the last couple of days. Because I also decided, okay, this is actually quite, quite nice. If you look at the like, gamer or the Pi Morani, uh, uh Pico system. Mm. They are quite nice, quite uh, fun uh, things to make games for and uh, other things like control things. But the screens are really tiny. And especially on the Pico system, the screen is super high resolution is 240 by 240. Well, not that super high, but pretty high. But it's yeah. like a... a 1.5 inch or something it's really tiny. so mm-hmm. I decided okay this is really nice you can see the pixels you can you can do proper pixel art and appreciate mm-hmm. it oh like this looks better and uh, I decided okay maybe I should make a less ganky version of this okay. and the, the boards just arrived yesterday so I had oh, a okay. whole day to assemble this so I have this. Uh, oh wow! Laser cut uh, case. This is a RP twenty forty. Okay. So no, no Wi-Fi anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, you don't have anything on the back except for the batteries. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also have uh, sound, so you can you can select your. Oh, that looks uh, great. Those are the the usual games I I read I have written for. Yeah, piano, so yeah. and uh, yeah, you didn't hear the sound, so I can kind of play. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you have the basic sounds in there. Mm. Uh, so that's that's the most recent thing. Uh, I'm hoping to get it. Like this version had a, a couple of mistakes on the PCB. I had uh, you, you can see the crystal in here is actually oh. the wrong footprint, so I kind of squeezed it in there uh, it at an angle and things like that. But uh, I, I plan to finish this properly and uh, maybe make it available for, for people. Yeah, that's awesome! I love the size and everything. Thank you. For, but still we have this robot that still we can't control. So I thought so maybe you can control the robot with your gestures. Hmm. There is a nice uh, gesture sensor uh, that I started working on. I'm hmm. still reading the library for it and I'm still... So I got it working in daylight, but uh, in like artificial light right now, it doesn't work very reliable But the thing is, in 15 centimeters from, from the sensor, you can make gestures and mm. uh, it distinguishes like nine different gestures. So you can say uh, go forward, go backwards, or turn left, or roll over, mm. <laughs> and things like that. And then uh, it's it will it will do that once I have the library working. So okay. that's that and the last thing I yeah. also thought, okay, maybe you could have uh, like a Proper camera on it, okay. so I made uh, this shield for a camera, and it uses the code that uh, Jeff is working on in oh, great. Circuit yeah. Python. But mm-hmm. I didn't yet get this shield to work properly. I'm probably missing a lot of filtering on it, so mm-hmm. another version maybe will work. But in the meantime, I also made another oh. version of this robot, cool. and this one doesn't use CircuitPython, it runs on MicroPython because it uses the OpenMV, that's the OpenMV board. Oh, okay, very cool. And uh, it has a a lot of uh, like vision algorithms built in that are implemented in C actually, but you can call them from MicroPython. So there are things like finding faces and tracking faces, things like uh, uh fiducials so like April tax and things like that so uh, i'm hoping I, I can do a lot with this version of the robot but we will see as usual i build things and then don't have time to, to program them so uh, no it's not good
0: i love all the tiny robots and um i am also very fond of the hats and there's a lot of comments in the hats yeah, I know
10: that eyes and hats are what makes a robot. Everything else is irrelevant. Uh, so if you if you want to see uh, my project, I, I publish them on hackaday.io. So that's uh, where you can find them. And also on Mastodon, the ship at mastodon.technology. Uh, that's where my work in progress stuff uh, goes. To. That's awesome. all I have. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much.
0: Have a good one. Okay, next, we are going to go to ToddBot.
11: Hey
1: Todd Hey, 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 hey. How How happy are Circuit
11: Python Day. <laughs> Day. So I want to show um, this thing, I'm going to put it on the second camera here. But um, so literally two weeks ago, I said to myself, can I design something for that, like for Python day, basically finish it, go from like an idea to production, like PCB, wow. to an enclosure um, all in two weeks. And I mostly did it. <laughs> and so I'm sharing my screen as a, as a video. Yeah. Um, hopefully I can show this, kind of show Great. how it works real quick. So yeah. um, so it's a step sequence. It's a MIDI step sequencer, it outputs MIDI, and it's controlling this little chord synthesizer Ooh. here. And That's you can, fun. Currently, the steps are set up to be just notes in a scale. And so when you start it up and then we can use these great new steps switches to mute the the steps and then hold a button to change the note and so on. So you could mess it all up and then turn them on. And then you can do you can hold this and press a button to change a sequence. And so that's, that's pretty much the functionality of it. Um, the the um, Last week, or two weeks ago, uh, I designed this, the, the PCB and last week I got them back and that's the PCB. And it's just a carrier for a Pico, an OLED display, rotary encoder, some jacks for MIDI and those cool stuff switches. Here's what it looks like when I was test fitting to see if the things would actually fit. And they all fit. <laughs> <laughs> Um here's uh here's the same thing but with a uh, cream colored case and um and it's hooked up to to Ableton Live off camera. Um but uh if you take it apart, which oh I might not be able to take this apart because I kinda glued it together because I'm not quite uh yeah, oh well, it won't come apart. <laughs> but um, but the whole idea was that this could be a cool little step sequencer for tiny little midi gear that has midi has like some sort of sort of keyboard but usually the keyboards on them kind of crappy like this keyboard that comes with this it's very hard to to get a good note, you know. <laughs> and I wanted the case to have sort of the 80s retro style to it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's reminded me a lot of um the okay synth and the um the one that can't scout uh from Oscatone. yes i'm i'm a 25. big fan of the oscatone
11: yeah. scout um my camera's a little over overexposed here but that's what's like on that camera um and uh it's, it's essentially an arduino with a really clever 3d printed case um mm. on on top of it and uh and so yeah i wanted something that was kind of kind of use that idea of like oh can i make something that is a as a 80 style case but i really wanted to use these these keys because the cool thing about these keys is you see they have the built-in led yeah. and that makes sort of notification of like what's the current state really obvious and um and and the other thing is that unfortunately this uses up a lot of gpio like so there's eight switches eight right. leds um that's 16 pins right there uh you also have the rotary encoder with a button which mm-hmm. is three more. Uh, the I squared C uh, display is two more for for the for I squared, and so yeah. it, this uses up almost all the pins of the Pico. I think there's like maybe three left over, and um, so so I thought it was a really good exercise of the Pico and of Circuit Python because it's using all these built-in things that are in Circuit Python. Uh, yeah. There's no like crazy libraries to find. You just like use pretty much all the standard libraries that are built into the firmware of, of normal Circuit Python, and. Um, yeah, and, and so and the and because uh, the Pico RP twenty forty, and because of the way this is laid out, it's almost v- very much like the macro pad. So my firmware also runs on the macro pad, and um, and so so I used this while I was waiting for the PCBs to come to test the software as I was writing it. And then I've just basically got a sort of a display driver that sort of reorients this display based on whether or not it's this thing or if it's uh oops, or if it's this thing okay. um and uh and so yeah so, so i'm some and the other, the other thing i'm really proud about this is that it's uh very easy to assemble it's all through hole parts except for the mm-hmm. two little midi jacks which are really easy to solder and so i'm thinking maybe make it a kit i don't know I
0: could say but, yeah this is like <laughs> a kit
11: <laughs> <laughs> but it's super fun um it, the, this was totally an inspiration from jp when he when when Adafruit got these switches and he immediately made a little four switch thing with a pico and i'm like oh, i want to use these switches too but i want eight or i really want 16. as i as i assembled this I, I figured i realized i really wanted 16 but 8 is still highly usable yeah. and um and and i think yeah he made a really good point the other day of like oh it should be battery powered because currently i have to i have to have this uh usb battery pack mm-hmm. um if it's if it's you know powering a usb sorry a, a usb midi synth then it's not a big deal. But then like why use a tiny little step sequencer like this? <laughs> if you've got sure. the power of Ableton Live, you know, why use this? <laughs> but 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 you can, you know, you can you can run this one. You can also run this one. <laughs> and so if you really want to drive drive your expensive laptop synthesizers with tiny little DIY synth sequencers, you can. <laughs> I mean I do <laughs> <laughs> But um but yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I wanted to say. This was sort of my, I was, I was struggling for a project. I wanted to have a project for CircuitPython Day and I was struggling to find something. I was trying to do something with like a vector display video game like, like, t- like a Tempest, but I was having kind of problems getting that to work in a way that felt right to me. And uh, then these stuff switches from Adafruit came in. I'm like, all right, I'm there. Yeah,
10: those,
0: I can't wait to use those switches. And I just, I love the design and the functionality is just, it's so great. So I hope you do make a kit. I thanks. I would...
11: Oh, oh, another great thing about CircuitPython and the Pico is that because on the Pico every pin is a PWM pin. Yes. Um, and because it's so easy to do PWM on CircuitPython, you get this cool fading effect of the LEDs. I was um, gonna whereas, ask if it was PWM. Yeah, yeah, it's totally PWM yeah. and like and, and like also you you can see like the different steps. Uh, like like an enabled step is a different brightness than the sort of marching um, pattern. And, uh, and so yeah, so, so I, I think it has an extra little level of 80s to it to have the fading. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's
11: so great. So anyway, so happy CircuitPython Day. Uh, this is all up on GitHub. Um, also, there's a, there's a printables of the case. Uh, the case isn't nearly the level of fit and finish that the Reeves brothers put on their SnapFit cases, but it's getting there. <laughs> awesome, that's so good. Awesome, well, thank, thank you, you very much.
0: much. <laughs> happy CircuitPython Day. So next we are going to go to DJ Devin. Hello. How are you?
12: Hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, happy Cirque Python day. Happy uh, I've been a member for two years and I've never been on show and tell. Um, well, welcome. So, yeah. Um, and I'd like to thank everyone at Adafruit for making amazing stuff. Just plug and play Stemma every just in the past two years, things have gotten just so much easier. They make things to help you make your dreams come true, basically. Yeah. Um, so if you've been on the forums, you've probably seen my work on the offline weather station. Uh, and usually this is hooked up to a GPS. So Seth, for your watch, you could do GPS. This actually has GPS on it, uh, not right now because I have a uh, active antenna that I've unplugged. Um, but the all the text in blue is coming from open weather and all the oh. text in white is from a local sensor. This is running on the Bluefruit Sense. Cool. Uh, so I wanted to, uh, to get that into an enclosure. So I made a post on the 3D printing forum. And basically said hey does somebody want to collaborate on a project box and one-on-one all credit to him he did the 3d design and the files and everything so now i can show off okay it's not wanting to cooperate kind of now
0: it's okay live demos
12: okay so oh it just unplugged itself okay so it plugs into the back with USB-C. Okay. And you can take that off, and there's a USB-C cable.
0: Great.
12: And inside is a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so you can. There's enough space in here because I want it to be a, a generic project box. I'm calling mm-hmm. this the flock box because uh, it, it just has all feathers. So this it has enough <laughs> space for you to put a quad in here, as Great. well as a quad stack. Mm. uh plus battery so let me unplug so okay so there's that on on uh on battery Mm. uh because i live in florida i have to deal with hurricanes a lot Mm -hmm. so i wanted something that could run on battery and since it has gps on it it will even if i have no power will tell me the time Oh, okay. um, and I also wanted this to be a project box, a general project box for feathers. So I wanted it to have a lot of surface area. So you could put uh, like a, a rotary encoder or LEDs or buttons, switches, potentiometers, like whatever you want. And it's large enough to fit pretty much whatever you want, uh, because this is specifically designed for the 3.5 inch uh, TFT Featherwing, It has uh, SD card access on the side for the, the feather wing SD card that's on that nice uh and let's see i will go and post that to chat oh great so there's that uh and oh and one other thing i I made a pogo jig off of a uh a feather tripler so if you've ever wondered if you can do the the pogo stuff and Mm -hmm. it will fit into the the feather tripler you know holes it will uh, and I have two different styles of pogo pins. So here's the inline mm. pogo pins, and then these are the the other other style. And I wanted this because, okay, I will show you an example. If you fit a, a Feather RP2040 and the, the Laura board like right up against each other, they're they're so thin um, that you can't unsolder them. But in order to test, you need to test the LoRa board before you decide this is actually going to work. Mm. Uh, so you, I wanted the pogo jig in order to test without actually soldering this to this. Um, so that's how you make your own pogo jig out of a feather doubler, tripler, quad, etc. Really easy, a lot of soldering, but doable. Excellent. So that's all I got. Happy Circuit Python Day.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for dropping the link to that enclosure in chat. I'm sure folks will find that oh, it, really.
12: all all the 3d files in there for free.
0: Excellent. Have a good one. So next we are going to go to Paul Cutler.
11: Hi, Liz, hey,
0: how are you?
13: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Good.
13: I have an ESP 32 S2. And I learned that over wireless, I can send serial messages to my receiver, which I'm when I'm listening to music in my office here. So I have got a one by four Neo key and a rotary encoder so I can switch inputs or turn mute off and on. So there's some Bartle beats playing in the the background. You can turn it up and down. So just a little fun, you know, fun toy for me when I'm in my office and my partner comes in and I need to mute it, which it's not working now. So that's all.
0: Excellent, and uh, I've seen you posting up the progress of this on Twitter, um, and so it's using sockets to send serial commands.
13: Yeah, I knew nothing about using sockets or serial or bytecode and how because I can get my messages back, and I got to decode right. byte code. So it's been fun learning all that stuff. The Stemma QT made the hardware stuff so easy that I can just spend all the time on the code.
0: That's great. It's awesome. Um, So um, you also are the host of the Circuit Python Show podcast.
9: I
13: am.
0: Um, And so where can folks go to find out a little bit more about that?
13: Yep. They can go to the circuitpythonshow.com to see a list of all the episodes and subscribe in their favorite podcast player. And coming up on Monday, Brent Rubel of Adafruit is joining the show and we're going to talk about the Internet of Things and the Whippersnapper firmware, which is pretty darn cool.
0: It is very cool. He's been doing some really cool stuff with that. Well, thank you, Paul. And also you hosted a panel earlier today, the folks can go back and watch. um, And uh, yeah, thank you so much.
13: Thank you. Thanks.
0: Okay, it looks like we are to our last guest, um, Tektrick. Before I go to him, just kind of not seeing his camera on, I'm just gonna remind folks that we do have the As Seen on Show and Tell badges that we're doing a giveaway for. Two winners will be randomly chosen to receive one, um, no purchase necessary. All you have to do is email adafruit.com with your Discord username for a chance to win. And this badge was designed by community member Mark Gambler. So big thanks to him. You can see it's feather compatible, has NeoPixels, and some really fantastic PCB art. Uh, So now i will go to our last guest, Tectric. Hey, Tectric, how are you? Oh, I can't hear you. That's all good. (laughs) can also do maker charades if audio doesn't.
7: Is that any better? That is good. Yes, we can hear you. Perfect. Cool. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing better now. Good, good so I wanted to show my uh, little pet project I've been working on which is the circuit Python Nukia um, it. <laughs> it uses a cutie pie um, originally I was using a Pico but um, I really wanted to not have to use like uh, one of the airlifts or whatnot so I ended up getting a cutie pie which had just enough pins um, as well as built-in Wi-fi um, and all it does really is just toggle a few pins all the way up at the top um, I've got a, uh, switch here that allows you to mute this little speaker here. Okay. And um, what it'll do is, uh, there is, uh, an API that will let you know when it's a Jewish holiday. And so that used to be do... my
0: homepage. Yeah.
7: <laughs> oh, it's, it's the best single serve website you can find. Is it a Jewish yes. holiday to, uh, today.com? It's, it's super useful. Yeah. Um, there's another one that you can actually query and it like returns a whole list of results of, you know, when is t- all, all the whole list of them. And so what, what this does um, is this actually uses Adafruit IO to get the time. Cool. Um, and then it also goes to that website to get the list of the holidays. And all I do is just match up, you know, hey, is it Hanukkah? Is it is it day one? Is it day two? Um, and if it's one of those days, uh, the number of lights will light up and so um oh, and it'll just great. do that throughout the holiday.
0: That's awesome. I made um I worked on a a manual um electronic menorah with um Neiruiz last year, so it's really cool to see an IoT one. That's really awesome. And the PCB is really nice too. Did you um design that in um KiCad or Eagle?
7: Yeah, I it was actually the the first thing uh really I one of the first things I had designed in KiCad. I'm actually uh, a mechanical engineer so using KiCad and designing pcbs was this was like a first for me um figuring out how to uh design it how to get it fabricated and 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 what was really nice is i actually used all of adafruit's uh guides for it so um you know from someone who had zero experience um, it was it was an awesome experience to actually you know when the box came and i pulled it out and i was like oh my god it actually worked you know they fabricated it so um getting to solder all the components to it yeah
0: Awesome. And are these files available on um, GitHub or anywhere, or is this? Yeah, dots? they are. So okay. I have
7: both the hardware and the software uh, available. So uh, I think I just renamed them so they are um, CircuitPython UKIA. So CircuitPython U K I A H, um, and then there's underscore HW for the hardware
0: mm-hmm. and
7: underscore SW for the software. Oh, that's great.
0: Awesome. And you can cool.
7: find that under under me, of course
0: great and you do so much for circuit python the community um, so we really appreciate that especially on today's circuit python day um, so thank you so much for coming by
7: yeah of course
0: cool all right have a good one and that wraps up our special edition circuit python show and tell uh, we have a couple more streams this afternoon uh, scott's going to be doing a circuit python 8 overview at 2 30 that's going to be next and then there's also going to be a discussion at 4 p.m between katney jeff and dan and then finally Foamy Guy is going to be doing a game jam stream which is going to be really cool to see so thank you everyone for coming by showing your projects one final reminder that we are doing this as on, seen on show and tell badges um so you email circuit day at adafruit.com with your discord username and two folks will be randomly chosen to
2: win. So thank you so much, everyone, and happy CircuitPython Day.